Welcome to Companion Pass. I'm thrilled to have you along on this wild ride as we explore the untamed world of rodeo life and the families and supporters that make it all happen. From thrilling arena action to quiet moments behind the scenes, this podcast is your ticket to the heart of true rodeo life. I'm Lindsay Branquino, and as a rodeo wife and mom myself, I've experienced firsthand the joys and challenges of life in and around rodeo. Together, we'll dive deep with rodeo families, rodeo athletes, and other folks who are living and breathing the Western way of life. We'll explore topics like raising families while husbands are away, navigating the dangers of a professional rodeo career, keeping a relationship alive when you're hundreds of miles apart, and what it takes to pursue your own goals in the midst of it all. Whether you're part of a rodeo family, a fan, or just someone who loves Western culture, Companion Pass will give you all the real, unfiltered insights you've been looking for. Let's dig in. I've got Jane Thurston on the podcast today. I'm so happy to have her here. We were just talking before we got started about how somehow her and I's paths have never crossed. And so this is my way of finally forcing her to be my friend. Let's just be honest here. (laughs) Jane is the wife of Zeke Thurston. He is a nine-time NFR qualifier, a four-time world champion in the saddle bronc riding, And that fourth world championship came just a couple of weeks ago. So she's fresh off the high and (laughs) the lows of living in Las Vegas with three kids for two weeks. So we'll talk about all of that. But Jane, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thanks for having me, Lindsay. I'm so excited. This is going to be great. It is. It really is going to be great. I feel like you and I share a lot of mutual friends in the rodeo world. And yes. I, like I was saying, I have always really wanted to meet you and get to know you. We were talking a little bit about how you and I follow each other on social media, and it's so fun to keep up with each other that way. And it's this, it's a weird thing that I know we all experience just in society these days where you feel like you really get to know somebody via social media, even when you've never truly met, which I'm thankful for because there's so many great people that I think, especially in the rodeo world, we have such crazy kind of lives and travel schedules that you can know of somebody or even maybe know their spouse and not get to know them because (laughs) we're all going a thousand different directions, even though we're living the same life. Totally. I totally agree. And I think it's so cool because everyone comes from such a different life, I feel like in a sense, or not always. And then rodeo kind of ties everyone together. So it's a neat gift that way too, where it's, man, I probably wouldn't know you or anything about you, but we have so many similarities. It brings together a lot of people. Like we all share this one common, the common thread is rodeo. But like you said, you can come from so, you come from different countries, different parts of the country, different states live, different backgrounds. And we all share this one commonality. But the entire point of this podcast and my motivation behind starting it was to explore the way that you know, we live this common lifestyle, but approach it really differently or bring our different thoughts and feelings and ideas to it because they are so different, which just living the lifestyle was something that I found and was so interested by. I wanted to know, wait, how are you guys surviving this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Oh, someone else is going through what I'm going through every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's really quite neat. It is for sure. I would just love to start at the beginning. I want like Jane 101 and I'd love to know like how you grew up and if you were involved in rodeo, what your backgrounds. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in Alberta, Canada. Yeah. My parents grain farm and run cattle. 
So I grew up with, yeah, rural Alberta background of country life. Started riding from a young age. And then, yeah, I totally junior high school rodeoed and then college rodeoed. I guess I went down to Wyoming for that. So that's how I grew up. So yeah, around rodeo, but not like a PRCA like type background at all. More like hobby and rural life that led to that. And then, yeah, I college rodeoed for four years while I went to school in Wyoming. And that's my background to rodeo. Like you, you have obviously your own ties to it. And I know that you and Zeke have been a part of each other's lives for a long time. So I think your how we met story is a little bit different, but I'd love to now hear that, like how your lives intertwine, where your paths cross. Yeah. In fourth grade, my family moved to where we're at now in Big Valley, Alberta. So we're a couple hours away and we moved up here and Zeke and I have grown up since fourth grade, living three miles down the road from each other. So it's in a way sounds like a sweet little love story of, oh, they've known each other since they were like 10. But we've been best friends for a long time and we totally grew up being friends and rode young together, going to school together, like small school, like 10 kids in our class or same grade. So that's like how we met and got to know each other. And then we had like a on off relationship, like I can say through high school and college where he was like, I'm going to marry you one day. And I'm uh-huh. like, well, you can't keep telling me that. Like, you have to be with me now. And we had this like back and forth, <laughs> forth for a while until we went to college. And then it came down to like, all right, no, we mean this. And yes. you love each other. And so it was cool because we never had to go through the like dating, meet my family type thing. Like we grew up having family Christmas parties together, oh. our families and stuff. So and all our siblings were friends like Zeke's brother and my older brother friends and then me and Zeke and really close with Zeke's younger brother and then our younger sisters are really good friends so it's like an intertwined family dynamic this is practically an arranged marriage at this point exactly (laughs) exactly exactly I love that he wanted to skip just all the other stuff and go straight to just like when is the wedding when do we get married Yes, totally. Sometimes on the podcast, we end up talking about like, all right, so how did you break the news to your parents that you were marrying a rodeo cowboy? What did your dad say? Was he married? And I love that your guys' story, it was just like made perfect sense. You didn't have to go through any of that part. They already knew him and everything. That's that's so great. Yeah, totally. I know my sister's like dated and she's like, Jane, you can't relate to this. Like you never had to introduce someone to your family. I'm like, I know that is true. I skipped a step but. I love that. I mean, it's safe to say, though, then, I mean, you guys just have know everything about each other. There really was no getting to yeah. know you, period. Yeah, there was no like, well, that would be awkward. After this. I feel like we like have, and it's been a cool thing to fall back on because like no marriage is perfect, but we can always fall back on our friendship because that really was like the base of our relationship. Yeah. That we were best friends when we decided to get married. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I think friendship is such an important part of any relationship. And I feel like I talk about that all the time, but just the, you know, the lifestyle that we've chosen to live, I think you have to be really strong in your relationship in order Mm -hmm. to, to make it out alive. So having that as just the root and where the foundation of your relationship, I think is just Mm -hmm. makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah. So if you guys have been a part of each other's lives for so long, I'm sure it was kind of, you always knew, I would assume, that this was the path that Zeke was going to take. 
Yeah, I would say like yes and no. Obviously, like rodeo based. Yeah. I think I knew that. But I guess it's never. Zeke's had his dream since he was a little boy for what rodeo would take him on. But I guess I never had like an expectation or a vision of what that looked like. Yeah. In our life. I don't know. That sounds funny. But I guess, yeah, every time he's won something, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. And I see you work hard for it every day. But I guess that's not the vision. I don't know if I had a vision maybe then. And it just seems like such a gift. Like every one of those things that comes. Wow. I don't know. I didn't picture that maybe. I just pictured it together. Like for sure together. Like I always picture that. But I guess I just didn't know what the journey would be like. Yeah. I don't think, and this is another thing that we talk about a lot. I don't know that there's anything that can truly prepare you for this lifestyle if you haven't lived it. I think that there are some exceptions, you know, kids that grew up in it. Like, oh, I saw my dad rodeoing or my mom rodeoed. And so that was the lifestyle they lived on this level. But aside from that, I don't, I think you can have an idea of what the lifestyle's like, but not necessarily have any idea of what that looks like when it's your life and it's your reality yep. that you're living day in and day out. It's it, there's so much there's so much to learn and you can only really <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yeah, you can only really learn it by experiencing it. That's it's just trial by yep. fire all the time. Totally. And it's different for everybody, yeah. right? Like how that works, I think, yeah, even just the different events in rodeo or where you come from to rodeo. But yeah, like you said, I think they his dad was, he was little when his dad made the finals for the last time. So I guess he probably didn't even grow up seeing that too. Mm-hmm. He was around rodeo. But yeah, the day in and day out of the reality, what that looks like is so different. And then once you're like, it was different for us too when we were first married. And then once we have kids, man, it is something else now when we have littles trying to do all that too. Yeah, for sure. One of the things you said earlier when you were describing it, is how like every win is just still like it doesn't really lose its luster. It's still exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's maybe like you not going into it with expectations. Do you think that's what it is? Yep. Is that everything still feels like you're describing it as a gift, which absolutely is a great description of it, but just going to it into it without a certain level of expectation, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't. Yeah. I've never had an expectation on it. I know Zeke has like expectations on himself to to win and be successful and all that. But you don't go to the NFR. This was our ninth time there. And I've never gone there with the expectation or the thought like Zeke's going to bring home a gold buckle. Like that's it. That's coming. And it just it truly is a gift. And a lot of things have to align for it to happen and work out like it's a hard, crazy 10 days <laughs> down there. But yeah, I think so. I guess yeah, I never... Yeah, I don't know. When Zeke and I got together, I didn't picture going to the NFR together and any of that. I didn't know what any of that was. And still, like, that is a major part of our lives. And I love the platform God has put Zeke on. And I think that's, like, unique to certain people. And, but yeah, I don't know. It's not, yeah, it's nothing that I would have pictured in my life. Or is essential to have a good life, you know? Like, that's not what's making us have good lives. I think that's, like, a crazy cool part of it. But that's not what make me or Z Kim or us as a couple or any of the things or how we'll, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I just think you vocalizing that is so important, especially when a guy like Zeke has had a lot of success. You mentioned, I mean, you've been to the finals nine times. He's a four-time world champion. That's massive. That is such a huge accomplishment. Getting that gold yeah. buckle even once is so huge yeah. and awesome for sure. But how you've managed to maintain the perspective that you're describing 
in the midst of having so much continued success is so important. And I'm curious, it leaves me really wondering, like, how do you hold on to that perspective? What allows you to remain so grounded in the midst of so much success? To me, that's never been the end all be all. And I've always known in my heart, it's about who you are and how you make other people feel. I think that's so true. But to be honest, the biggest, I don't even know if I call it a wake up call because I wouldn't say I was like, had a different perspective, for sure a different perspective, but Shelby and JR Fazane are like our dear friends. And I went to college with Shelby and that's how we met and we were roommates. And so, and her and JR, like they, we did this, lived the same life. When they first got married, we got married that same year and JR would come up here and rodeo and they'd stay at the house and we were living the same life so it was super relatable and then one day we watched that all stop for them like instantly I'll never forget where I was standing when I got the phone call of Jared's accident and that changed their lives like it just made it go this doesn't matter not that it doesn't matter I see the work and I know it matters that's a it's it's how God's using Zeke's story or our story or whatever you want to call it but it just stopped us in our tracks and we're like, no, life matters and our friendships matter and valuing that matters. Not any of the rest of it. Like I've talked to Shelby in depth about it before and she can relate and say the same thing. You've sat in the stands before and you're like, oh, you just want your husband to win. And you're like, well, that's who you're rooting for. And then you could have like a, like a sour thought towards somebody else's ride or run or something. And it's just, I would never again. Like after that, I said, you know what? That's not what matters. And what matters is that you walk out of the arena at the end of the day and you get to go home to your family and your loved ones. And it is. I don't look at JR any different since he's not riding bareback horses. Like our friendship's probably grown since then in a sense. And yeah, I don't know. Like life's just so precious and God will use you. And I always think that like tomorrow it could change and we might never be back at the Thomas and Mac again. And will my life be full and will I be happy without that? A hundred percent. Not that I'm not happy to be sitting yeah. there. I couldn't agree with any more of my heart because everything you're saying just speaks so truly to the core of things that I believe. And I think one of the things that you were saying just there at the very beginning was how you called it a wake-up call and kind of that conflicting feeling I heard in you that you're like, well, I had these values before. I thought these things, but I've experienced the same thing with a different different catalyst, but that sometimes yep. something comes along in your life that makes those ideals that you embraced, like you were thankful for your life. You knew that rodeo wasn't the yep. end-all be-all. But that I think that we as humans, if we're lucky, We'll experience something that makes those thoughts and ideas or values that we hold really real to us. Like for you, it was that and seeing it and that you've been able to hold on to that, you know, years down the road and still have that be the thing in your life that puts into focus where what's truly important in your life. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of the time, these things that come along and happen to us aren't positive things. They're not things that we yep. we wish for to happen, but that there can be good totally. and in even really the really hard things that we go through. And I think that's the most important thing we can do is to find that little bit of good, the lesson that it teaches us or the yeah. way it changes our lives that you can pull out of it. And for me, I know that that's been where I see God working the most in my life because I can mm-hmm. see him changing me, changing my heart, changing my life through tough things that we have to go through. 
Yes. Like those tough or uncomfortable or hard or heartache moment. That's where you grow, right? Like when you really go read the Bible, you aren't promised ever this easy, carefree (laughs) life. That's not what God talks about. That's not what any of the stories of the Bible are about. It's about the hard times and that's where you grow. And I think it's because that's where you lean on them and to see the beauty and like, that's a gift. Yeah, absolutely. Oh gosh, I think such an important message. I'm thankful hearing you give a voice to those thoughts and feelings because I think it's so important to learn. Hearing somebody like you that I look up to, you clearly know, you know, success and great things. And so to hear you giving a voice to that, I think will be impactful to a lot of people that are maybe starting out. Maybe you you can help them learn those things (laughs) like I wish I would have is what I'm trying to say. Oh, thank you. But I do also have people like you to look up to that have gone through it all before (laughs) us. So it's really awesome to see. I admire your grace and your class and how you have gone through all of your guys' success and your family and the impact you make on Rodeo too. So Mm. that goes right right back at you for being someone like that to me. Thank you so much. I want to talk a little bit about what life just looks like for you. A typical year when Zeke's out rodeoing, because you guys have three kids. I know that I'm living in Canada also, like you're not really, you're not like the heart of rodeo. Like you, (laughs) I would assume that that probably means he's gone for a lot more of the year than somebody who like say is based in Texas is. So what does a year of rodeo or what does a year of life look like for the Thurston family? Yeah. So, well, as I was like semi complaining about yesterday, there's never like a downtime. (laughs) (laughs) rodeo it seems yeah i guess it's just about the first through the year so we've been we actually have a place in texas like a little uh acreage we go to for the winter just so we can be close with zeke and he's not gone like you said canada is not close to any winter rodeos or really most of them in general anyway so we usually take some young horses down there go rope and hang out a little bit to be able to go to the rodeos with zeke that's gonna change for us with our oldest being in school now we're trying to navigate the next step of life but we buy a uh, yearling like grass cattle every spring and then we kick them out for the summer. So we can manage all that. We have a farmland too that my dad runs for us basically or takes care of it for us basically by putting the crops in and off. But we do a, our fair share of stuff with that as well. So yeah, I don't know. I'm home all summer with the kids and yeah, we ride horses, we doctor yearlings, we do fencing, all the things like that. And yeah, we try to go with Zeke a little bit when we can. Our kids are to an age now where he has the last couple summers taken a turn taking the two oldest ones for different little road trips and going to some rodeos. So that's super special that they get to be able to be an age where they maybe they'll remember some of that yeah. and how all that works. Yeah, I don't know. We are lucky, though, being in Canada where we're at. We're very central in Alberta. So all the spring rodeos that happen here, we're really close to. Panoka's in our backyard and Calgary's just a couple hours away so for that we get to be close so Zeke will be gone and coming back and forth but we are close where we can go meet him and watch him at Pinoka and spend a couple days together in Calgary and do that kind of stuff where we are close for those rodeos that time of year yeah other than that we're not super close (laughs) yeah that just sounds like a lot of work obviously all great things and things that you love but that doesn't Mm -hmm. make it less work and less that's kind of left on your shoulders when he has to be away. And it sounds like you have great help. And that's one of the things that I I just always said, like, you know, that question, like, well, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, number one answer is that you have to have 
people in your life that are supporting you yep. and helping you, yep. which it sounds like you do. Cause I mean, just the amount of work that comes along with, you know, running cattle or farming, ranching, just all of that is, is so much for one person, especially when you're raising kids and you don't have that, yep. you don't have, you know, your husband, your partner by your side. Yeah, no, it is. And we are super lucky for that. Sometimes you start, I guess it, it was a learning curve too to accept help and that yeah. you needed help. You couldn't do it all alone, a pride thing. But we are so grateful. Both our families are really close near us. And yeah, our cattle, we run them with my dad. So we do have help for sure. And even just raising kids alone, we have family. And yeah. I could not, I don't know how I would do it without that help. Yeah. So we're very grateful to have family around. You mentioned it being kind of a learning curve of having to accept help, which is not always easy. There's that yeah. for sure, which I completely can relate to. But also, I wonder if you ever feel like can be hard to continually ask for help, like not just mm -hmm. knowing like you've gotten to the point where you accept that you need it, but to constantly be feeling like you're asking of it. Because I know that's something that I struggled with sometimes, and, and it wasn't any anybody that was more than willing to offer the help. But I got to where I'm like, oh, yes. I've already asked them to watch the kids three times this week and yep. I don't feel like I can again. And that became really hard for me because it's a long year or years upon yes. years where you're always having to ask for help. And that would become really difficult for me. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That is hard. And then you like you said, everyone's more than willing to. It's you have it's like mom guilt. Yes. And it's that same thing where it's like everyone's willing and wants to help, but you want to be able to handle it on your own or feel guilty if you leave the kids and are doing something else. And yeah. Yeah. I one hundred percent relate to that. That's it's real. And then you become like envious maybe yeah. of the people that live a more regular life. And not that if push came to shove, you'd ever change that. But I definitely think that I have for sure been envious of the people that seem to be living like regular lives where their husbands are around and family things are family things. Yeah. And oh, absolutely. I'm saying that I was like right back in that spot or that period in my <laughs> life where I can remember feeling that so much. And it was never the big things that made me feel that jealousy or mm -hmm. envy of the people that had mm -hmm. that quote unquote normal life. It was the it <laughs> yeah. was the littlest things like being able to be like oh I need to run to the grocery store can you just can mm -hmm. I just leave the kids at home it's like yes. it was those things that I'm like gosh at this moment wouldn't it be nice to have a husband who was just at home where I could go <laughs> run errands on my own instead of constantly yep. loading three kids up or trying kids to up. to juggle those things mm -hmm. or that was the hardest <laughs> that was the moment um, where I wished like he would just come home yes, exactly exactly no I totally agree. Always, I always joke that like I, I never go to weddings with Zeke. Like, yeah. I'm always single at weddings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could go together? Like we were married too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always. Oh my gosh, that like the poor rodeo wives who are always like don't need that plus one. They're like, sorry, like you fill yep. out the RSVP card and you're like, nope, just gonna be me again. <laughs> It'll just be me. Sorry. <laughs> Which I guess it's nice the kids too. Now you're momming, but then again, it comes with your parenting by yourself at those events. Yeah. Or, can be hard to yeah. just enjoy the moment, right? Because you never have yeah. that other person to kind of back you up on it. Yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, doing a lot solo. Yeah. And for you, how does that translate into how you approach your relationship with Zeke? Yeah. 
we had a lot of a learning curve. Right? We got married young and we're probably like young and immature. We totally knew each other. So we had that. But looking back, like we've grown so much. And I think anyone does, no matter play when you get married. But it was hard. Like rodeo, rodeo's tricky. And especially when you're 23 years old trying to figure out how to be married yeah. and then you throw in rodeo in the mix of it and in certain influences like I think that we've grown and changed a lot and now we can be in a way Zeke's like one of the old Brock directors right now <laughs> at like was he 29 or something <laughs> yeah he's the exactly. dad of the group <laughs> he's the old guy of the group. so I feel like we could be mentors but Ronio's changed a lot too it wasn't really a family couple oriented atmosphere when we got married and Zeke was just making the finals in 2016 we were like one of the only married people and we were way younger than anyone else that was that was going and so it took some navigating on how to prioritize marriage or our own lives and Zeke's rodeo is different now than he rodeoed then I was gone all the time when we first got married and I think he had to become and be where he's at in his bronc riding career but and now he gets to be a little choosier on how often he's gone or where he goes we've had to navigate it and now I have the most wonderful husband in the world and he totally prioritizes our marriage and our family life is number one for him. But rodeo is, I think I said that yesterday, rodeo is a selfish sport and there is parts of it that you have to be selfish to be good. Like when Zeke's on the road, he literally only has to take care of himself and he's worried about what horse he's getting on, where they're going next and they're not taking care of anybody else. So that is a shift. I think that we've really learned how to overcome, but those beginning years, it was like, Hey, we have this life too. I am here. And what does this look like from my side? And then being able to merge that where I think it's totally a team effort at this point, yeah. like how the year goes. Yeah. I love hearing how you guys have managed to grow as a couple. And that's the hope, right? I think that mm-hmm. when you, the way I have viewed marriage, and I think that this is not exclusive to rodeo, in particular, I, mm-hmm. we got married young too. So maybe this is something that is more unique to getting married young. I don't know, since it's the only perspective I can <laughs> offer. But I think in a relationship, in a marriage, you have to, you do grow. In life, you grow. It's something yep. that we all experience. Yep. And so in yep. when you have that relationship, you either grow together or you grow apart. Those are kind of the yep. only two options. And that's where you see yep. relationships start to crumble or fail as two people kind of yep. grow apart. You become different people yep. than you were when you first got married mm-hmm. and you no longer share whatever it was that brought you together in the first point or you grow and yeah. change as people and you find a way to do that together you grow closer yeah. or you grow and are working towards common goals and values and a lifestyle yeah. that you want to achieve and so hearing that you guys found a way to navigate a pretty tricky lifestyle like you mentioned and grow <laughs> together into something that is i would assume from the way it sounds like an awesome relationship and probably more of what you want out of a marriage, right? Like what we all want out of a marriage. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think like you said, that you can go both ways. And I think rodeo could have easily, and I've seen it and I'm sure you've seen it too, push couples that grow away and serve together. But kids can do the same thing. Yeah. And I guess those were just like core values that we had to look at each other and go, what do we want? Yeah. What are we doing all of this for? And who do we want to be at the end of the day? Or who do we want our kids to see and to give them, get them that too? Yeah. Yeah. And was there ever a a point that you can look back and kind of pinpoint on where you had to make a conscious decision like, 
to reevaluate how you approach your relationship or your marriage? Because you talk about how it changed. Like, was it mm-hmm. just time and like a natural evolution you found happening? Or was there something that you're like, okay, this was a conscious decision we made or a conversation we had or little things we did to like actively grow our relationship in, in a better direction? Yeah, I think more probably subconsciously and like little acts of looking at other people around us and going, who do do we want to go like that? Or do we want to go like that? And rooting ourselves there. I think our beginning days of our marriage, like we were always good friends and it wasn't like it was horrible, but there was tricky days like navigating that. And I think rodeo for sure made that harder. If Zeke was home every day, we would have been able to have those little conversations probably daily and it would have been fine, but you're gone for so long and then yeah, it's what about me or, and I, yeah, you need that. And I get, you need that. And then I think like we had Lucy, we weren't married for, we're just about married for two years when Lucy was born. And so then that added a whole new like element of now we're parents and how do we want that? And I think just like the conscious decision of just, I think it was little to answer your question. I think it was like little things. There was no like big moment that totally diverted our relationship. I think we were just really open to growing and wanting to make it change in a way because I wouldn't say that yeah I don't know and it was done differently for sure with some of the people Zeke was around more than how we wanted to see it go and we've just also probably been blessed with some really awesome people to see oh that's how you can do this family lifestyle and be a good parent but still be successful yeah no that makes sense I think having positive examples around you yeah are really great because you know like that's what I want and so you can kind of mirror mm-hmm. some things or learn from it or get advice from them but I think another thing you said there was also sometimes having negative examples around mm-hmm. you also to help you it, it can be a way to help you learn what you don't want or yep. see a path you want to make sure you don't go down without having yep. to learn those kind of tough lessons on your own the hard way, right? Yeah, exactly. Totally. And I just like to say that I went ahead and learned most of them the very hard way. (laughs) I didn't do what you said, which sounds like a way better way to do this than what I did. (laughs) Sometimes you have to go the hard way to learn too. So now that you guys are where you're at in your relationship, is there like any advice that you would give to somebody else or any like little, I don't know, tips, tricks, things you kind of adhere to that allows you to, the two of you to kind of prioritize your relationship and your marriage when you have to be apart or while you're navigating this lifestyle? The thing that comes to my mind when you say that is I'm like, oh, I don't know what tricks do I have. But I'm like, (laughs) honestly, Lindsay, it's just like God and it's centering yourself with God. If I expect, and I probably did at the beginning of my marriage for Zeke to fulfill everything, you're supposed to be like, that one thing that fills me all day long. I'm going to be forever disappointed. And that's what we're supposed to find in God, not in our husbands. And I think I see God in my husband and he's a wonderful man, but God has to be your filler and his word and his truth. And just stay true to that. I think we can often like idolize couples and I'd like even my own sister, like say to me, I want my relationship to be like you. And I'm like, your relationship's not going to be like us. Let us guide you. But my only advice is to find God and to root yourself so deep in the, I don't need Zeke to tell me I'm beautiful, to feel beautiful yeah. or whatever it is, which he does tell me I'm beautiful. <laughs> well, you are. So he's right. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. But like my filler can't be him. Like he can't, I will have a void forever. 
And he would have a void forever if I was expecting him to be perfect and to be that. So I think just, yeah, staying true to who God has made you to be in your story. Oh, my is gosh. Probably my advice on that. Yeah. I just like you, you said that and I felt like I could feel my heart filling up. I think that's just <laughs> I, I don't I can't even add anything to that because what you said was so wonderful. The only thing I the only other thing I thought while you were speaking is how what you just described as far as your relationship and your focus in life being centered on God, to me mirrored what you were saying earlier about rodeo and how you continue to maintain that perspective and how you're never disappointed every big win. You're like, this is great. This is wonderful. I expected (laughs) nothing. So this is like the (laughs) always the win is for you. It sounds like it's always the icing on the cake. You know how great we don't (laughs) expect anything, but how when we do have that expectations and our, our focus is not on something greater than ourselves, it's really hard to fill that void that we yeah. end up with. You will always have, even good moments can be laced with a little bit of disappointment. I was asking you earlier, like, how do you do that? It kind of sounds like it's this ethos of your life that you're always going back to that. And I just, how wonderful an outlook to have. How inspiring. It's a good like reminder, right? If it's like, oh, you know, Zeke's having a bad go or he's not drawing any good horses or this is falling apart at home. It's like, what matters at the end of the day? Like, we all have each other and well, and it kind of goes on what Zeke always says. He's like, Jane, I'll get left. like win, lose, or draw. My kids think the same thing of me every time they see me. And I think you see children see in this pure way where we get lost. The world makes us skewed where it's like a person got loaded or yeah. <laughs> was better. Or they drew better, whatever it is. It's like, man, simplify this. And just to know that God has a plan through it all. So it could be like a horrible year or a blessed year or whatever it is, like, my thoughts and my sitting there wishing differently isn't going to change any of that because yeah. it's already decided at the end of the day what that looks like and and, and what that's going to be. Yeah. I, and it goes back to the things that are really, truly important in life, which in the grand scheme of things is really not rodeo. I mean, you and I have both lived a life that's been blessed by it for sure. And mm-hmm. I say that all the time, like rodeo has given us so much on a much bigger scale than things like Absolutely. buckles or titles or yep. money even. It's given us a yep. lot and taught me a lot of things about myself and changed the way that I view the world and the way that I view motherhood and parenting my kids and the lessons that I want to pass on to them. Like that, those are the things when I think about rodeo that it's really given me that I'm the most grateful for because we moved recently. This is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. So we moved in the last year or so and we were finally kind of unpacking stuff and we had a little bit bigger house that we moved into. So we could, I felt like we could finally unpack some of these things that Luke won over the years. (laughs) And I got through like the third box of buckles and I'm like, my God, what are we going to do with this stuff? Like, and at the time I can remember thinking like, oh, that win was so exciting. And now they're just stuff mm-hmm. that's still in a box. Like we don't put it anywhere. We Most of it still stays there. And I'm like, those aren't – when I look back at our life, we've lived so far together and rodeo and how much we poured into it, the things that I came away with that are the most special to me are none of those things. I don't remember half of those wins yet. They don't really factor in at the end of the day. It's a much bigger picture. Totally. And I can 100% relate (laughs) that we're we're building a house right now and our 
previous house was super small and Zeke's stuff is in sea cans and stored in my parents' <laughs> basement. And we recently had some video guys come over during the Canadian finals and they're like in awe of all of the saddles. And we have them literally like his world champion saddles shoved in my parents' basement like storage. And it's like, man, yeah. And that is wonderful. And like you said, it's given us so many things, but that is not the end all be all. But what you'll remember is the friendships you had or the lessons your kids learned and all of that wonderful stuff, the time together. Like that's one of the things I'm most grateful for, but it's not, that is not the end all be all. But I think it's so easy to get caught up in that moment, believing that is it, that you lose track or it could be easy to lose track of but what's it going to look like in five years? Is that the end I'll be all in five years? Or is it that I have a good marriage and my kids know Jesus or whatever it is for you, right? Oh, absolutely. And that's definitely the flip side of it is that it can be all consuming. And when you're in it and you're kind of on that hamster wheel, that is what rodeo <laughs> becomes. You become really singularly focused, which is a funny kind of catch 22 because you sort of to be singularly focused mm-hmm. in order to be successful. Yes. And that seems to be yes. a, a really common trait amongst uh, successful rodeo athletes. But at the same yeah. time, like, how do you do that? It's such a tricky balancing act. Like, how do you do that? Yes. But also not always keep those blinders on so that you allow your peripheral vision to show you a little bit of that bigger picture. Because at the end of those days, those boxes full of buckles I was talking about, like you walk away from your rodeo career, which every one of them will do at some point. I mean, you just told us how Zeke's the old guy at 29. (laughs) It doesn't last forever. (laughs) But you can after you've walked away and you are reassimilating into civilian life, you know, open that box of buckles and you can look at it and be like, what did I give my life to? This is all I have to show for it. If you don't in some way like continue that outside life, I guess, or the rest of life. And there's so much more out there. So much more. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it like a funny balance. Like you said, you're grateful for it, but it can't be everything. So it's, you want to be in the moment. And I, yeah, I find myself there. Get the NFR, going to the last round. Basically, Zeke would have to buck off to not win the world this year, which is a funny thing too, because it's like, People are like, oh, congratulations before the rodeo started. I'm like, what are you talking about? We have no idea how this is going to go. And, yeah. and I would be just as happy for the next person. And I think that's just such a cool start for their life if that was the journey that day. But I don't want to like not be present in it, but it's not everything to me. And I think that's a funny and people look at me funny, I think, sometimes. And like even like some family members, because I'm not like so caught up in the moment where and I guess that's just probably more me, too, where I'm like oh my gosh, because I don't feel like that's everything. And I'm not taking away from that being so amazing for Zeke. And it truly is. And truly given us so much in our lives that'll go on forever. But it's not everything. I don't know. It's a funny tie between that's so amazing. And yet there's still so much more. I don't want that to fully consume me. Sure. It sounds like you're able to maintain like a little bit of distance from it. You're removed from it just enough to be able to appreciate it kind of just at face value for what it is. Yeah. And also, I know we're married, so our lives are together. But also, I don't know, that might be me too. That's Zeke. Zeke's doing that. That's his part of the journey or the story. And I'm so proud to stand beside it and Honestly, though, more for who he is and how he can walk away from if he would have bucked off on the 10th round to riding on the 10th round, 
I truly know in my heart he would have been the same person that night. It would not have changed. Like when we walked down to the locker room, he would have been the same person if Sage Newman won the world this year. And I would have been just as excited for him (laughs) as he would have been for himself. And to me, that's like where the beauty or the power of that story can be. Oh, absolutely. You talked about a little bit like... Luke now having retired, like this was his first full year of like rodeo, like just enjoying life as it is without rodeo life beyond it. And I think so much what you said about how you think about Zeke and the man that he is. When I had to think about Luke's career and people, you know, asking us some questions about it or or doing interviews or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. when I think back about it, there's so much that I am proud of him for. And a lot of those qualities and the man that he is and the things he's given of himself to the sport of mm-hmm. rodeo in a greater way yeah. are what just make me so, so proud mm-hmm. of him and proud to be his wife. Yeah. And like, gosh, that's, yeah. you know, that's the guy I married. Like, how awesome is that? These qualities and the ones that I hope my kids see in him and get from him and learn from him. Yes. And none of those things are him being a world champion, like didn't factor into the top 10 things that I love the most about him, you know? Totally. And that's not what your kids would say, right? right? That's not what your kids are seeing. They're seeing who he is. That's the coolest gift ever. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think sometimes they end up being the same qualities that made him successful for sure. Mm -hmm. He approached life or saw things, but just that he has walked away from rodeo and has so many great friendships because he was always the guy that was willing to help out anybody else. And he never worried that it was going to compromise his success. He never felt like he had to step on anybody else to get to the top. You know, he's always reaching out a hand to bring him with him because like you were saying, he was so genuinely happy for the next guy that was coming up and their wins. And that is yeah. kind of the things that make me so proud of him is, is him being that person. Absolutely. And that's just being genuine. And I think that's cool because then he's left as a role model. So just think of like how that better is the sport, right? So the guys that got to watch Luke have a family and a successful marriage and help them, like that's inspiring. And if that's like a little piece of what you can even leave rodeo, I think that's just so cool. Oh, that's such a nice thing to say. We talk a little bit about like kids and family and you've talked about like how important it is to just be comfortable in who you are and not sort of come or mold yourself in the image that the world wants of us. And I think that those are really important things. And I know that you have, you know, three kids. So how is that a lesson? I guess maybe this is a two-part question. How is that something you learned to to be and to embody in yourself because you really do seem to. And how is that something that you're teaching to your kids? Yeah, good question. I guess that kind of just goes back to me being super repetitive and rooting yourself in something so much bigger and than ourselves. I had good role models. Marissa Muncie, my Zeke Travel Taos, and Marissa is such a lovely person. And I'm so grateful she tells me all the time I'm full of it but I'm like I got to see you I got to see how you handled that with grace and love and kindness and she got it wasn't about her she was as simple as could be and I think the most beautiful person ever but I got to watch her do that and raise her kids and go to the finals year after year and just really just stay true to who she was so that probably is what like my first role model going into rodeo was because like I said at the beginning like I had no idea what we were getting into (laughs) rodeo wise or what that looked like on that large scale when we started 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's my motto for life is not to become self-consumed. Like I'll take myself off social media for like weeks at a time because I'm like, man, I need a break from that. I don't want to get caught up or start judging somebody else based on something. And just, yeah, yeah, to look, I don't know, at something bigger than yourself. I think it is so hard. And you you briefly touched on video being a selfish sport. So I I think that's part of what drives my interest in that is that Mm -hmm. it's so... Every one of these athletes is kind of their own team. They don't have a teammate. There isn't something greater than themselves when they're out there in the arena. So being able to maintain that again, that focus on that value and not conforming to what it is, or even when you have as much as success as as your husband has, that people kind of put him on that pedestal. So how do Mm -hmm. you constantly maintain that idea that there is something bigger than themselves. And it just sounds like you've done such a great job of finding good role models like we talked about before and great examples of other people that have managed to do it and still maintaining that perspective. And I think that all of us as moms, like that's one of the greatest things we want to pass on to our kids is not letting them succumb to the pressures of the world mm-hmm. or of society yeah. to be or look like something else, which I think also is one of the things that rodeo as a sport faces, right? Like we're not exactly mainstream or conforming to the world or its values, you know, always kind of a standout, which is one of the things I love so much about it is that it stayed true to itself. And that's, again, one of those things that I was talking about how that's a great thing that rodeo has given to me is kind of continuing to do that and a little bit of confidence to just be who I am. Yes, exactly. And being able to go with that. I think that's neat. And that kind of with what you were saying there, I always think like I thought to myself lots like, man, we've been so blessed by Rodeo and Zeke continues to have success. And I told him, I'm like, I think you keep getting better. Do you think you ride better like right now than you did in 2016 when you won the world for the first time? And I thought like, why? Like, why us? There's way People are facing major things every day. People are fighting for their lives. And I'm like, why have we been over and over and blessed? And I was like praying about it during the finals. And I'm just like, Zeke's using the platform that God's given him. And I love how he's using it. And it's not to look at him. It's to better the sport. It's to, and I think it's to make people look to Jesus. What is he doing that makes him that way? And it's God. And you can only give the glory to God, in my opinion. But, and it just takes that. Haley Kinzel said it one year when she won the world. She stood up and got her saddle and she said something about, this is my journey and the platform that God has given me. And I can't, I'm not going to summarize it properly, but what I got out of it was like, don't compare yourself to me. Like you're on your own journey. So now go use the gifts God has given you to go live your life out that way, to be a world champion, whatever you're doing. And I was like, man, that kind of answers my question. That's her journey. Don't try to live her journey. Be inspired by it. Yeah. But live your own journey, I guess, is kind of that. So I hope that's what my kids see. I don't care if they rodeo at all. I think we're like doomed. I'm sure my little boy is going to be a bull rider. And I'm like, <laughs> no, my Lord, I don't know if my heart can handle it. But whatever it is, just go put your whole heart into it. Yeah. And I hope, and like you were saying, like rodeo teaches those morals and that responsibility and work ethic and the harder you work the farther you get kind of thing it's like blue collar like that's what it is and that's the coolest part about raising kids in rodeo is they get to see that like 
they get to see Zeke get up at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym before he goes and takes care of all his animals and then still has time for them or whatever it is. And those are the lessons in life that I think could make you successful in about anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, what you touched on there with like when Haley said that, and I, I always love a good Haley Kinsel quote, like <laughs> we're all better people <laughs> for having Haley in totally, our lives. Totally. If we're talking about a rodeo, everybody has the same goal. Everybody yep. that's rodeoing is yep. all working towards the exact same thing. And so it becomes impossible yep. not to compare yourself to the person that achieves mm-hmm. that goal at the end because only one person is going to walk away the world champion. Yep. And so it becomes yep. really hard not to constantly be comparing your path, your mm-hmm. results to somebody else's, yep. right? What an important message for all of us to hear is that mm-hmm. it's never going to look the same. Your path is never going to look the same. And hopefully you do work hard and it's what's meant for you. You'll end up there too. And so trying to fit into, you know, mold your life over or your mold your path into what theirs looked mm-hmm. like it might end up taking you to further away from your goal instead of just yeah. continuing to stay true to who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And that path for you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think I just had yeah. like a breakthrough life moment here with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when I listened that year when Haley won the world. I was like, I get it. We just made it all make sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and what a gift it was to hear that. And it put life into perspective for me. I was like, man, that's cool because Zeke's winning gold buckles and I'm changing dirty diapers. (laughs) Your life's so much cooler than mine, but it's not. Yeah. Oh, that's such a funny way for you to put that, which is so true because I can't tell you how many times (laughs) I felt that is that you're just like, and I think you touched on it before, but like about how this is in the end, it's Zeke's win. This is Zeke's life. This is, you know, his accomplishment in the end. And and I always felt similarly as well is that it's like I was glad to get to be part of you know support yeah. crew <laughs> yeah helping him along <laughs> moral it, support. yeah exactly I'm like sure I did something along the way but I never felt like oh this is ours and I was always so happy yep. and I never wanted that to be mine I never no. felt like I was owed part of that it is kind of funny when you look back on it as a rodeo life and you're like wow they can be at their highest moment <laughs> achieving their gold buck on the stage and you're like somehow the kid the baby sitting in my lap like has a dirty diaper and I'm going to have to go and change this <laughs> yeah, right I haven't showered in 2 days <laughs> yeah nursing the baby oh exactly yeah. so funny yeah. okay well at the end of every episode and we're nearing the end sadly for me We usually do a couple things. And the first one is that I have a question for you that was left by a previous guest anonymously, and they've left it for some future guest. They didn't know it was going to be you, but they have this question. Okay. Are you ready for yours? I I hope so. (laughs) It's easy, I promise. All right. So this question says, if you could live anywhere in the world other than where you do currently, where would it be? I think I'd live in Australia. Really? Oh my gosh, explain that one to me. I don't know why that comes to my <laughs> mind so fast, but I think Australians are like the coolest people. I'm like, first of all, their accent. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I just, we have, I have a really good friend and she's Australian and I admire her qualities and traits and all of her things. And I'm so intrigued by her life in Australia that maybe Australia. Oh, that's such a good <laughs> answer. 
And I will second that is that I have said on the podcast before, and I caught a little bit of grief for it, but I went to Australia once with Luke when he did a school down there and it was not necessarily so my cool. favorite place that I've ever yeah. been to. And I think it was mostly because the entire time I like, I was sort of worried that something was going to come along and try to kill me. Like my perception yeah. of Australia was that everything was really deadly and like just survival of the fittest down there. Yeah. But yeah. I need to say that and I need everybody to hear that while my experience, my one experience with Australia, and I'm willing to give it a second shot, but my one experience was not the greatest, that every single person we met was so hospitable, so much fun, so wonderful and great. So everybody calm down. I'm not saying anything bad about Australians. I think that you're amazing. And we've had several different over the years, like you're saying, some different Australian guys come and like live with us off and on. And the most hardworking people, so wonderful. Oh my god! Just like I said, yes, so it's... much fun, entertaining, just really wonderful people. So I get your I, answer. I think that's it. I think it's because, like, for me, why I'm like inclined to Australian is they're so fun. Yes, and they're always up for a good time. But they're truly good. The ones I've been around, yes, they seem like truly good people. Which, yeah, that's like molding people in a form you're from Australia that's how you are but that's been my experience yeah I truly love Aussies yeah and clearly they're very tough because they've made it to adulthood alive that's exactly (laughs) the snakes the spiders all of it everything the jellyfish the alligators the sharks I mean go on and on one time I watched a a show with one of the boys like a nature show and it was like you know world's 20 most deadliest creatures I swear 18 (laughs) of them are in Australia they are I'm with you I know (laughs) awful yeah. So I'm all talk saying yeah. I live there. I, I like the people. <laughs> yes. Okay. And the last question is always if you could share your favorite rodeo moment or memory. Yeah. Okay. So I know that you asked this and I'm like, where's my perfect answer? And I don't have one. And it's not probably what everyone would think. I'm going to say it's the, my favorite rodeo memory is the trips we take with our kids to the rodeo. So every fall we go down and we do the Piala Pendleton run. And we get to camp in the camper, all of us, <laughs> for two weeks. And I think that's it. We've made so many good memories. My kids talk about it all the time. And I know they're still little. I hope they have some memory of that in their later life. But I guess to answer that, it's just the time that we get to spend together watching Zeke do his thing. Yeah. Oh, that's such a perfect answer. And such a perfect answer to summarize, I think, this entire episode is that it doesn't, in the end, being end up being about the big wins, which is most people's mm-hmm. favorite rodeo you know, moment, uh, and deservedly yeah. so, but that in the end, when you look back on it, it's just about the memories that we've shared with the people we yeah. love, because at the end of the day, as you and I have said over and over, <laughs> is what you find truly matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I have memories of the Calgary wins and his Canadian titles and his world champions and they're wonderful and I'm truly dearly forever grateful and insanely proud but it, it really when it comes down to like your question I thought about it all night I'm like it's the time together yeah. that's my answer yeah. yeah oh gosh well Jane I just this was so wonderful I don't want it to end I think that there's so much I'm gonna this is gonna be an episode that I personally listen to multiple times because (laughs) I think it was so great and I am so grateful. I'm ending this show with a very full heart and a lot to think about and feeling really inspired by women like you. Thank you. And like I said earlier, Lindsay, I'm inspired by women like you. So thank you for even considering having me on here. And I hope I can just shed some light in. Yeah, that's my life. (laughs) Mission accomplished.
Well, that was fun. Now, if you're anything like me and just can't get enough of these behind-the-scenes stories from our inspiring guests, then my website is the perfect place to dig even deeper into the world of rodeo. Visit the link in the show notes for even more Companion Pass content. 